Hello and you're welcome to the Club Football Championship show. Uh, this is one of our shows this weekend dedicated to all the football games around the country. And we're going to be focusing on mainly the Leinster club football scene and um, of course the Derry football scene because a man who's been to most of them games travelling the length and breadth of the country, uh, Conor McKenna, a freelance sports journalist. And um, both Conor will look at Derry first, but I suppose what's it been like being up at games up there with more than 200 people? I, it's savage, yeah, Paul. It's, it's great to get kind of a sense of normality. And it was something I kind of always wanted to do was go to games in, up north. And I heard that the championships of Ulster football can be very, very good. And in particular, the Tyrone Championship and the Derry Football Championship. Now, the tickets weren't on general sale for the Tyrone Championship, but they were for the Derry Championship. So I managed to, to source tickets for those games in Derry. So I've been at, I was at five games in the, of the five of the eight last 16 games. And then I was up last weekend for the four quarterfinals. And actually, Paul, I actually managed to get from Celtic Park there into the penalty shootout in, in Oma and Healy Park for the Dungannon and, and Trillick game last weekend. So I got to the four Derry quarterfinals and got to the, the tail end of the Tyrone final and Dungannon won that. So it was um that was a great that great spectacle as well in Tyrone. So I've kind of got to an off lot of games. I was at four club games in um, in County Down and one in Armagh as well. So I think I've been to, to about, about 13, 14 um, club matches up in up in Ulster so far this year. So I, I've really enjoyed that. It's great to great to get to go to games. The tickets are on sale. There's much more of a of an atmosphere around the grounds. You know, the, the Ulster GA have enforced numbers and I think it's 400 is the crowd limit on, on matches up there. But it's great that there is, like, it's, it's a distant manner and people are enjoying the games and it, it's, it's great to see and it's, it's great for the GA to have them support at their games. Yeah, and I suppose looking ahead to the um, Derry Senior Football Championship semi-finals this weekend, um, Slockney is coming up against Ballon Derry, but I really think Slockneil have been boosted uh, by Tyrone senior football coach Gavin Devlin being involved with them this year. Yeah, I think Horace Devlin is actually, he's gone in there and he's a very, very good coach. He's been well respected in Tyrone. There's one of their own, I think Paul Bradley is managing Slockneil. He's he's a good lad, a local fella, and he was playing with them up to a few years ago. So Slockneil are very, very strong. They have very good players all around the pitch. I saw them against him against Ford Glen in the opening round of the, with the first knockout game of the championship and they hammered Ford Glen now Albie Ford Glen wouldn't be wouldn't be one of the stronger teams that was probably expected. But then they played Glen Glen have won four Ulster minor they did win four Ulster titles in Ulster minor football titles in a row. I think it was from two thousand eleven to two thousand fourteen or two thousand ten to fourteen. And they bet Glen by 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 three points, fifteen points to twelve at the weekend. Glen had actually beaten Slot Neil last year, Glenner and Maharas. So they're very much local rivals there, but Glenn have been boosted by the return of Connor Glass. So I think it's only yesterday he announced that he's coming back from the from the AFL. So Slot Neil would be very, very much the, the team to beat in Derry at the moment. I think that Slot Neil Glenn game, many observers would have thought that was the final and all but name, although Mahara felt the reigning champion, so they'd be very hard beaten and also Ball and Derry would be very hard beaten this weekend for Slot Neil. Yeah, and um Ball and Derry obviously uh, the King Bings of Derry football, um but like for them to get a result this weekend, uh, they're really probably going to be looking to the two big county players in Ben McKinless and uh, Ryan Bell. Yeah, those players are very, very important for Ballanderry. But just going back, they've had two very, very good results Ballanderry. They played Newbridge in the first round, and that would have been probably a 50-50 game. They met Newbridge. It was one of the harder last 16 draws. And then they beat, um, they beat uh, Ballon the Screen at the weekend. And Ballon the Screen are a very, very good team as well. They, were, they, they, they had a good round, a good win over Balahi in the first round. And they're not a bad team, Ballon the Screen. And, Ballonderry kind of showed all their experience. They got ahead early, then they went behind in the second half, but they had enough experience, enough kind of guile about them to get the win. 
and they're a very, very proud club. Now, Slotney would be heavy favourites on paper, but Ballanderry certainly won't roll over, and they have tradition, tradition, and they've done it in recent years, so they're definitely a team to watch this weekend. They'll give Slotney a good game, but I'd say Slotney will probably just open over top. Absolutely, and um, Slotney, obviously, uh, the rumour up there is that Shane McGuigan's playing the best ever football he's ever played. Yeah, McGuigan is a class act. He scored 9.7 from play at the weekend. He's a serious, serious footballer, Shane McGuigan. I think he's one of the best in Ulster, if not in the country. I think he's a very, very underrated footballer, and he's an absolute star in the making. He is, and he's got all the ingredients. He can read the game very well. He wins balls, and he's got a wand of a left foot. I don't think he misses when he gets the ball in space. He's got that bit of speed as well, and also he's got good players playing around him in the forward line. So McGuigan is playing absolutely savage, savage football, and he's, he's very, very hard to mark. Like He's really one of the foreign players of the championship there at the moment. Yeah, the second encounter then, um, Maherfeld, reigning county champions, going up against the loop. Um, so far, county champions, Maherfeld, when you'd be looking at county champions, you say, have they showed any sign of complacency? And so far, you'd have to say Maherfeld haven't. No, Maherfeld have been very good. And again, a bit like Ballandary, they got a very, very hard draw the first day playing against Lavi, and they bet Lavi by two points. They had to grind out that win. And then I saw them against Swatra at the weekend, and Swatra, again, are not a bad side. And they, they overcame Swatcher. Mara felt are very, very good at holding on to possession. They're very hard to break down, get the ball off, and they're hard to beat. That kind of, they have a nice way of playing the game. Well, it's, it's a well, it's a very effective system of, of keep of, of football, and they're very, they may a very mean defence. So they're a very, very hard side to beat, and they're after winning two games quite narrowly. But yet they probably never look like le- losing either of those games either. But like they're playing the loop at the weekend, and the loop are playing savage football. I think they scored twenty one points the first day against Dungiven and. 16 at the weekend against Coleraine. They were five points down before halftime against Coleraine, and they looked like they could be going out of the championship. Colin McGoldrick was playing exceptional for, for Coleraine. He's a, a very, very good footballer. But then the loop kind of just got score after score after score in the second half, and they went 16 points to 1 8 up, and that's, that's the position where they won the game from. Like So the loop have had two very good wins to play great football. Paddy Bradley, the former Derry Sharp shooter, is over him. Bradley, the, one of the best footballers ever to come out of the Oakleaf County. Like, and he's really playing serious, attacking, nice brand of football with the loop. And, I think the dark horses this weekend. I think Maharfeld are going to be in for a very, very tough game, and I think that would be that would be a very, very evenly matched encounter this weekend between Maharfeld and the Loop. Yeah, and if anyone's to pull off a shock, you'd have to say Paddy Bradley, a man who knows dairy football inside out, could be. But you're looking at uh, Maharfeld, uh, Danny Heverin playing really well, Emmett McGuckin, and young Oshie Mac Williams really seems to be playing very well. Yeah, Maharfeld, they have there's talent within the ranks, all right. There, there is there's talent in. In Maharfeld, all around the pitch, and like they're just, I suppose, last year when they played Glenn in the final, they wouldn't have been expected to beat Glenn probably on the day. Glenn had had overcame um, Slot Neil in the match beforehand, so but Maharfeld went and they kind of believed in themselves last year and they went and they managed to beat Glenn. So, absolutely no way they'll they'll definitely believe they can win every game possible. Maharfeld, and the first hurdle for them is is getting over the loop this weekend, and if they get over the loop. They'll be reigning champions, they'll be going into a final against Lawn Leader, Ballandary with nothing to fear. But to be honest with you, Paul, I wouldn't say any of the four teams have anything to fear that's left. Like, you know, like they're all going to believe, like Ballandary would probably be outside against Lawn Leader. But as I mentioned earlier, they have serious belief within the ranks in Ballandary. And the loop, Maharafelt is very much, a, I'd say it's probably 55 45 in favour of Maharafelt because they're reigning champions. But like the loop have absolutely nothing to fear. Maharafelt have nothing to fear. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a very, very good championship in Derry. So, the standard of football is very, very high, so I'd say those games this weekend will definitely be, be very attractive for neutrals. Yeah, but is it just really Slotney and not winning the Derry uh, Championship last year and the football 
Um, the hurling finished. No provincials seem to got their hunger back. Are they just that step ahead? I think Slot Neil were always very strong, to be honest. I think like Coleraine kind of caught them in 2018. Glenn caught them last year. Like So they're not in any position to be complacent, really, Slot Neil. Yes, the, not having the Ulster Hurling Championship might give the players a bit of a boost, but then it might not either. It might be good to be keeping fit every week and getting the match sharpness up. But Slot Neil on paper probably are the best team left in the championship but the championships aren't won on paper they're won out on the pitch and Slot Neil they certainly won't have it easy to win a championship but like they are a very good team and they have they've improved a lot I'd say this year I'd say this year they're probably that bit stronger than they have been under Porrick Cassidy was back the last day he's a serious talent Chrissy McCaig is a serious footballer there really great experience to win a free at the end there and that free kind of gave Slot Neil a bit of a cushion at a crucial stage and Brendan Rodgers is a very, very good footballer and very good hurler for that matter, actually. It's a full-back there, Rodgers. So they have, just have really, really good talent around the park slot, Neil do, and they play a nice brand of football. They kind of they, they work well as a team and, and they're just, they're, they're really, um, they're really going strong at the moment. So yeah, they, but like, Ballanderry will, will certainly put it up to them this weekend. Yeah, now moving to your own county, Connor, and the senior football county final um, up this weekend between Terrell's Pass and uh, St. Lomans. Um, I suppose Terrell's Pass, probably slightly dark horses. If you're probably to go to start the year, people probably would have been looking at the Gary Castle-Lomans final. Yeah, well, Gary Castle-Lomans actually couldn't meet in the final because they were on separate sides of the group the way it worked out. But they would have certainly expected those scenes to have met maybe in the semi-final. But the Downs caused a big shock and beat Gary Castle. So that kind of obviously did not get Castle out. And then the Downs were very, very close to beating Lomans. They were six points up just after half time. And Lomans just... They just had that bit too much for them in the end. They used kind of all their guile, all their experience. They had a great second half. Ron O'Toole was very, very good in the day. And that match against the Downs would have brought Lomans on an awful lot because they'd lost some tight games like that in the last few years. But that was they were really put to the pin of the collar. The Downs had a great game. The Downs missed a few goal chances in the first half. They could have been out of sight. But Lomans just stood in there, stood in there. They just kept to their game plan, stayed very disciplined, and they kept putting the ball over the bar then. And just to kind of got back, I think they were... It was a 10-7 or 11-7 down with 10 minutes left and then there was a downs player Simmon and Lomans just kind of kept the head, kept the composure, run no tool, started knocking over a few points. John Heslin was very, very good too and then they just got level and then when they got level they kind of just pushed on and won the game like in, the, in injury time. So that match would certainly have brought Lomans on its side but then just going back to Thurs Pass there, they had lost, they lost to Lomans by 5-9-10 points in the first round. They bet in five goals against Lomans and then they played Shandona in the next round. That was a do or die knockout match. They bet them by two points then they take Kinnigad in the next round and they won that by a point against Kinnigad and they really had to perform to beat Kinnigad and then they played that lone in the semi-final I think they were they went 5-0 down and in 7 points to 2 after about 23 minutes but they kind of came back then before half-time it was very close at half-time and then Thurs Pass pushed on in the second half and got the win but they're kind of a very very hard team to beat Thurs Pass Jurigan is a serious footballer he's one of the best footballers in the county and Dennis Denon is back playing good football as well. And then Jamie Canute is a very, very good defender too. And they're great lads to train to his past. They're a great pride of a club, a very proud club. And they haven't got they haven't won a senior championship since 2007. They won I think they won it in 06 and 07. So they really but but like they haven't they haven't actually won a title since then, but they've been in a lot of finals and semi-finals and they've been a very, very consistent side in Westmead football over the last about 10, 15 years, I suppose. Like so they've they, they really will fancy your chances in the final this weekend. But Lomans are probably a slightly better team on paper, but again, as I mentioned, finals aren't won on paper. I think Lomans have a few doubts with players maybe not available, players players not able to get out of 
I've I've worked like so Lomans and I'm sure it's bad. Yeah, it it promises to be a good game of football. And like who's the players who are involved in intercounty scene you'd be looking out for in this match? Um you obviously mentioned Dennis Glenn there, past player, but like I feel when you're just looking at this game, you're looking at Terrence past Jerry Egan and you're looking at Lomans, Ron O'Toole, John Hislam, but who's the other players you feel who have to step up now this weekend? Well, to be honest with you, Paul, I'd say nearly every the big player playing and the pitch is probably is probably on the West Meat. Every like there's been very few lads who, who have refused to go onto the panel there for both teams. Like so there'd be no real standout player you can say the best players on both teams are probably on the West Meat panel. Like the likes of, of Dennis Darren is probably the, the one player that's not, but he's retired from inter county football. So there's no one you'd really say is stand out absolute certainty to, to be on the West Mead team, uh, to be honest with you, Paul. Yeah, and is it really if John Heslin here now and Ron O'Toole get into a groove. Is that really what's going to win it for Lomans? Yeah, well, Lomans have a good team. It would be unfair to suggest they're relying on, on those two players. They have good players all around the park. You know, they have strong last Sean Flanagan's a very, very good footballer there. TJ Cox, I think there's it's question marks over his availability. He was unavailable for the Downs game. So I, I don't know, is he going to be available this weekend? But Lomans have, far from um, from a one-man or two-man show by any means. And I think that that's maybe where they kind of like that John Heslin really stepped up the last day and got them over the line. But they're, they're definitely not a, they're by no means reliant on one player. Jason Daly in the goalmouth is a super goalkeeper. And so Lowmans have not, um, there's no way that they're relying on, on a few lads. But they have, having said that, Paul, if, the, if those lads do perform to their full ability, you'd probably expect Lowmans to win the match. You know that kind of way. But there's no way, they're like, if, if those lads don't perform, Lowmans will still win the match. They're, they're by far from a one man show. And likewise with Terrell's pass. But the free taking of this game is going to be like, like Pat Fox is refereeing the game. Pat is a very, very good ref, but he'd have a reputation for 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 letting a lot go and maybe, but like that means besides he won't get soft free, which is very fair. Pat Fox is he's definitely refereeing the county final on, on merit this year. But like John John Heslin and and Joe Regan are two of the best free takers in in Westmead. Like so, whoever can whoever if 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 Terrence Pass give away ten or eleven frees, scoreable, Lomans are going to get ten or eleven points. And likewise, if Lomans give away ten or eleven frees, Terrence Pass going to get. 10 or 11 points so like whoever side gives away frees are going to are going to struggle this weekend so i think discipline defending and and i take and clinical taking your chance to the fire and it's going to what's going to be it's going to be what's going to win this game for either team yeah it'd be it'd be interesting to see now um who can come out and top on that but i suppose like when you're looking at lowman's as well uh they have lost some terrific players in the last few years two names that stand out today aren't there anymore shane dempsey and paul sherry Big blow for Lomans and Westmead football. But um, moving on now to the Longford Senior Football Championship semi-finals. Um, Kiddo finally get to play a few games. A lot of drama there, but they're back in a county semi-final against Moss Trim. And with Mickey Quinn there, like he's a terrific footballer. And then Daniel Mimna and Port McCormick, like you'd, you'd have to predict Kiddo to get back into a county final again. Well, I think, Paul, just the first thing, Kilo, I'm delighted for them that they got the, the whole situation with the band sorted. I think anyone, I think it was a very, very messy situation for the club to be in. Like, it wasn't good for Longford G8 or to maybe not have, like, the likes of Mickey Quinn and those as playing for the county. I think that it's great because school, everything is affected. I think the rule members, like, the club mightn't be allowed to be involved at all if they were banned. So I think that, first of all, I'm delighted that band got sorted. And I think the first, next, next thing that, like, but I suppose they have, but they have to move on from that now. All parties and and like I'm, I'm delighted that Kilo can can compete in that. I don't know the ins and outs of the banner, the rule, but I just from from just a 
towards the A point of view, it's great to see teams. You'd never like to see a team not being able to compete. So, yeah, they'd they'd be favourites to get to the final this weekend at Glowood. Yeah, and then um, Mullinacta coming up against Longford Slashers. Uh, Keen Mackey, a massive base for Mullinacta. Then you throw in uh, Patrick Fox, Donald Elliott, uh, the McGivneys, Jason Matthews, Ream Brady, just a stair the team, really. Yeah, Mullinacta have a very, very good side. They won Leinster in 2018, and you don't win Leinster by accident. Like, so they, they won that Leinster on merit. They were unlucky the other two years not to, not to have done a small bit better in Leinster, so they're definitely the team to be. Now, Slashers are not a bad side by any means either, and they were very close last year to win the county final, but you'd be surprised if it's not a Mullignotte and Kalo final this, uh, come the end of this weekend, Paul. Yeah, and like, Key Mackey's just a massive boost to get his club transfer into a club, like, really, isn't he? Yeah, Mackey has been one of the best players in Cavan over the last few years, and him going to Mullignotte is, is certainly a boost. Like, he'd be the type of player that would boost any team in the country if they got him. Like, so Mackey is, he's certainly one player that would make, he, he could have, it's different, they didn't win the championship last year, but like, he could be the player that maybe might, might make the difference this year for Mullignotte. Yeah, you can definitely freshen things up. Um, but moving on now to the Kildare Senior Football Championship semi-finals. Um, they're actually two very even semi-finals when I was looking at it there. Um, Moorfield coming up against Selbridge in the first semi-final, but like when you're looking at the Selbridge um, team, they have Paddy Brophy, Fergal Conway, Tony Archibald, and then Moorfield obviously have won Leinster a few years ago. Um, the O'Connors, um, Jack O'Connor's son is very central there, and Liam Healy and Adam Turrell as well. Like, I suppose people looking for the outside and say Moorfield should win this, but it's not a bad Selbridge team either. No, this is very much a 50-50 game, Paul. Um, Selbridge are have been going well all year. They had a great win over Clay last weekend in the quarterfinals. And Moorfield, they, they really came good to beat Johnstown Bridge in, in the quarterfinal. They have to dig deep to win that game. They were behind early on, but like both sides are two of the best. I think in Kildare this year, the four semi-finalists, you could say, are probably on paper by far the four best teams in Kildare. There hasn't been really a major surprise with any of those teams getting to a semi-final. But I'd say Celebrate Moorfield are definitely out of two semi-finals is, is, is probably going to be the most evenly contested. There are two very, very 50-50 sides. Like they're just, there's not very, very little between them. Moorfield have experience to win Leinster over the last years. They won a their championship in 2018 as well. And then they lost last year's Sarsfield. But Selbridge are a good young team. Like they have good experience all around the park as well. So I'd say Selbridge and Moorfield, that, 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 that game this weekend is definitely too close to call. Yeah, like even some of the matchups here are going to be intriguing. Probably Aaron Masterson coming up against Fergal Conway, um, Liam Healy on Paddy Brophy, and then probably Merrick Dempsey on Tony Archibald. Like, and then off top, they're going to really have to get to grips with Aidan O'Connor and Adam Turrell because if them two are let play, as uh, they make hay when the sun shines. Yeah, they're they're certainly going to be good matchups there and some of the best players in Kildare on show like and it's great even that they have a limited number of spectators can see the matches this weekend and I think it's being streamed as well. So like like the matchups could, could come crucial to determining the game. But Morfield like an experience like that Ronan Sweeney's over them. He was very, very good a few years ago when they won the Leinster. He's been a great player for Morfield for years. So they might just think they have enough, but I'd be absolutely I'd be very, very surprised if there's more than a couple of points in the winning margin in that game for either team at Paul. And if you're to call who's going to get into the county final? The hard one to call this was, I'd say, probably maybe edged towards the Selbridge shock. I think Morfield got caught in the last group game, they lost that as well. So I'd say Selbridge might just edge it, but I'd say it's probably 51-49 in favour of Selbridge. But more, I wouldn't be, definitely wouldn't be surprised if either team won it. But it might just be a year where Selbridge might just catch Morfield. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think Selbridge 
might finally get over the line going very well this year and boosted by having their inter-county players uh, first for the club season. Uh, the second game, Rayan County champion Sarsfield is coming up against a tie. And just looking at a tie again, um, probably underachieved so far with the county players they have. David Highland, Pascal Connell, Kevin Feely, Niall Kelly, like some top-class players. And had David Burke there, Wicklow manager, on the podcast a while ago. And he really feels this Sarsfield's team have underachieved in the last few years. Yeah, I think Sarsfield's have are probably... The form team is their football championship at the moment. They're going very, very well on paper. They are, and like I, do, I think that they're they're going to be very, very hard to stop. To be honest, which starts with there. I think that they they had a good win at the weekend in the quarterfinals. They played well in the group stage. Billy Olofsson is over to me. He actually played with say Lomas is there and Mullingar who were in the final this weekend. So they seem to have their head screwed on. And Sarsfield's doing. I think that they, they might just have enough to, to. They were they won the championship last. I think they were missing a few lads then when they went down in the Leinster against Airfolk in, in Carlow, but. They might just have enough in them to get over the line this weekend against Ty. Yeah, I'm unsure now what's the availability of Ben McCormick. He was going travelling early on the year. I don't know now if uh, he available for them. But um, Shay Ryan, obviously, and Connor Hartley will be very central to them. And as county champions, they should have their experience. But in saying that, if Kevin Feely and Niall Kelly can really start to lead a tie to the front, um, that's when probably a tie will fancy their chances. Yeah, well, a tie will need all their big lads to step up if they're, if they're going to cause a shock. Like a tie, they had a good run in the quarterfinals too. And again, they, they've been a consistent side in Kildare football. As I mentioned, it's kind of, Kildare seems to have been similar enough teams in the in the final time in the last couple of years. Like so, But a tie, they'll need their big lads to probably perform to the best of their ability if they're going to get a win at the weekend. But I think Sarsfields might just have too much for them, Paul. I might just say just. Yeah, so you come for a Sarsfield Selbridge final there. It'd be interesting to see what happens there. Um, the Wexford Senior Football Championship semi finals. Um, obviously, the news emerged last week that Paul Galvin has stepped down as Wexford Senior Football Manager. So Shane Roach will be in charge of Wexford and he'll be very interested this weekend. Um, Castletown coming up against St. Martin's. Another intriguing battle, really. Um, Castletown backboned by Connor Carty and Ben Brosnan, um, St. Martins backboned by Kieran Ling, Dotty Waters and O'Connors. And with St. Martins uh, not doing as well as they would have wanted in the hurling this year, they'll be more than eager to try and get back into a county final. Yeah, like St. Martins would have been going very well in the hurling and they were kind of flying it and then they kind of got caught on the hop in the quarterfinal then by Glenn Barntown. So they'd love to make a means for their failure to reach a hurling final by getting to a football final but Castletown have, I think they're going for three in a row down there so they're not a bad side by any means and that'll probably be a very very closely contested game this weekend but Martins would like the good football the good hurler, hurlers seem to translate to football quicker than because like, I think that the hurling if you keep fit they, they seem to be able to translate and become good footballers like and there's not really a big trouble with dual players there so I say Martins they'd have trained hard I, I, I think that they that they're in a position to cause a shot, but Castletown might will definitely have other ideas, and they're a very, very good team. You wouldn't be winning championships down there without him, without being, without being a very good team. So I'd say that 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 would be a very good game this weekend. There'd be nothing between between those teams. And again, Martins like they might they, they have very they very good hurling. They won it in the hurling before, and if they can translate that to the football, they have a great chance to get into a final. Yeah, they only won the football a few years ago, but like if they're going to cause an upset, they're going to have to tie down Ben Brosnan because he's just a class act. 
he's been one of Wexford's best players for years now. Brosnan hasn't. He's a he's a star player. He can take frees. He can his movement is very good. And yeah, I know Brosnan is definitely one of the best footballers in Wexford. And if they can keep him quiet, they have a chance of winning. I'll be looking at Joe Connor probably tying down him. Um, second semi final, Shemaliers coming up against Starlights. Um, Shemaliers probably main players. Glenn Malone and Brian Malone, but then the Dunhills play football as well. I think a lot. I think it was something like twelve of the Shemaliers hurlers play football, so there's a big crossover there, and they'll be looking to do everything to win the double. And like we seen Lockmore Castellani so unlucky last weekend, they were looking to do the double, and Shemaliers another one of those clubs looking to do the double. Yeah, Shemaliers the double would be a serious achievement. Like Westford is is very much a dual county. The performances of footballers in recent years might indicate that but they are very much a dual county and it's very much it is a dual county it's a bit Derry would be similar enough as well like in that sense that's very good the Hurling Championship was quite strong there too like a lot of counties are, are very very dual and Wexford is one of those counties and Chemiliers they had a great one in the Hurling they were training very hard in the Hurling they were going very well and like, they just kind of they, they took all their chances and they won a championship they, they were very very much deserving winners in the Hurling and the football like a dual achieve like it, it's it's actually quite a rare thing at you uh, title, Paul. It doesn't happen as much as people think. Like uh, in any county in hurling or football, even in maybe even in counties where hurling or football mightn't be as prominent. So a dual championship would be a serious, serious achievement for Shem of the Years, and it's very, very hard to do. when they, they have trouble getting over Starlights this weekend, but I find the winning breeds confidence when they won the hurling. The lads they'd be on a high, and they'd love to win a football. I think, I think actually the format they've used in Wexford is very, very good, where they've played off the hurling championships, and then the football kind of goes straight from that. Then like so, they're not kind of. I think that's nearly better because you see other counties yeah. where playing hurling one week football the next week. But I think it's nearly better to have one championship, get that concluded, and then play the next championship. Okay, it probably only works better if there's loads of dual players because there's not loads of dual players. Lads are probably left idle for a good few weeks. But I think it's a good idea that is with the with the, the way it's worked in Wexford. And I think Wexford probably were a bit getting criticised initially at the start for maybe being seen to be rushing through their um their 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 hurling championship. Waterford are kind of doing something similar with their championships. Well, I think that's the way to go long term is for for counties is to run the football first and then the hurling the hurling after or vice versa. Absolutely, I agree with you there hundred percent. Um it's just even when you're playing football or hurling, especially in hurling how to get the touch right when you're going to a bigger ball um next week. Would you be going for a Chevalier is the Martin's final year coming? I don't know about the Castletown Martin. I think Castletown might just might be too strong, but I'd say Shemaliers started. It's, 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 both games are, are very hard to call upon. And I wouldn't like to call them because I wouldn't. I wouldn't be be too sure to be honest either way. I think that they they'll be two very close games, and it wouldn't surprise me at all who's in the final this weekend. But I'd say Shemaliers have a good chance, and I'd say I'd probably say Castletown might just have enough, but I wouldn't be surprised if Martins could take them. Yeah, um, then the Loud County final um, this weekend, Neve Martin coming up against RD St Mary's. Um, I suppose a big surprise here uh, when you're looking at Loud um, following the club scene. You always expect Newtown Blues to be there and they're not there this year now. No, and Martin, I think they've lost the two finals, last two finals in a row, like so they'd be they'd really be going for good. I wouldn't be as overly familiar with the Loud club scene in recent years, but I know that Newtown Blues certainly have been the dominant force in Loud. But like, I think Martins and RD just against St Mary's, it, it's it's a novel final in a lot of ways. Okay, Martins have been their loss too, but there's going to be a team when it will be later this weekend. And Loud, I think Loud is under a bit of trouble with the virus at the moment, and it could be could be maybe going into level three. Hopefully not, but I think it could be one of those counties under a bit of pressure at the moment so it's hard to know how it's how it's all going to pan out but yeah both sides will it'll it'll be whoever wins it, it'll be huge scenes of joy at the end yeah craig lynch um man with huge experience playing for neve marching and i i feel anyways that 
probably need more team experience and know-how. Might just get them over the line this weekend. Yeah, I used to know Craig when I was when I was in DKT. He's a real, he's a great lad. He is Craig. He put in great work for Loud and a very good goalkeeper. So I'd like to see him get a medal personally. But Monaster Voice there is just on, on the on the fringes of draw that like so it's it's ur- urban enough team and both and RD is, is a growing town too and Mary's have a bit of tradition too. So it'll be it's a very very close one to call and I'd say now Loud football it's it's an awful pity though Paul. There's no inter provincial championship this year because you really will get. I think there's been a lot of teams, traditional teams have come through, like or might come through yet, Leinster and Ulster and other provinces too. So I think that the, the provincial series this year is actually going to be missed at club level. Oh, absolutely, yeah. From talking to different people, a lot of people are disappointed it's not going ahead. Um, the Carlo uh, quarterfinals take place this weekend. Mount Leinster Rangers coming up against Old Lehen and Palantine coming up against O'Hanorans. Uh, Aero and Rathvilly straight into the semi finals. Um, you probably expect Aero to win Carlo out, but it'll be interesting to see in the coming weeks. Um, but that's all for Leinster uh, club talk. I think we covered most counties, anyways. A lot of action there was there and the Derry uh, semi finals as well. Um, thanks a million for your time, Connor, again.